right, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. So many times in America, something that could be a normal news story with, um, you know, relatively fact-based reporting. I mean, as I've admitted to before, I obviously have biases, and I tell you about those biases. I tell you they... They are left-leaning. At times, they're what people consider progressive, but then at times, um, you know, they're actually a bit libertarian, uh, very, very much similar to how George Orwell viewed the world. That's why you'll find me fighting with Democrats and Republicans is because my model of government is one that has, as the conservatives would say, as little involvement as possible, but that also recognizes the basic needs of people. So, you know, um, if you're homeless, it's not going to motivate you to sleep on the street to get a job, okay? I'm not saying it never happens, but it doesn't happen that much. It's much more motivating to know that you can ha- you'll can you have a place in a community that cares about you. You see that. You see that when they help you out with the housing uh you get whatever even though you know it's (laughs) the actual statistics on drug use on homeless people i don't even know it's just kind of assumed that all homeless people are these like drug addicts who you know that all they do is sit around all day and do drugs and it's funny because i know that a lot of you are cackling right now because a lot of you have job who have jobs you're on drugs of some one kind or another i mean (laughs) this is america it's one of the unhealthiest nations in the world and it's also one of the the most uh the biggest users of illegal substances in the world so i don't want to hear all this crap about well you know the homeless are on drugs um but that's you know my political philosophy is okay we have things like welfare we have things like um you know affordable housing for when people mess up essentially and then they they can have some motivation to not fall into despair and depression and then actually get back to work um when when they're ready and i know that that's such a you know foreign concept to people in america but sometimes when you lose a job and you you know a lot of men out there would never admit to this but i know for a fact that every man has gone through this where you lose your career Or at least, you know, the ones who aren't fucking stinky, filthy rich, which are very few men. Most men are not rich. Don't ever let anyone tell you that lie. When you lose your career, it's depressing. You don't want to move. And, you know, there are days where you physically can't move. And you're so mad. And if you did go to a job interview, you wouldn't get it because you're just pissed. So there's no point in even going to the fucking job interview at that point. Because you're not going to get the job. And then when you don't get get the job, you'll be even more upset. You'll be even more discouraged. And so you keep applying and applying, but you're angry and you're you're in despair. So you can't have any normalcy. And so then the next thing you know, you're just fucking over all these job interviews. And maybe you would have gotten the first one, the second one, even the third one, if you had been in a better mood. So it doesn't make any fucking sense. Of course there should be unemployment. I mean, basic things. Okay. That's the type of uh, liberal libertarianism that I stand for. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm not ashamed to call myself a libertarian. You don't have to be a dick to be a libertarian, okay? That's what Democrats say. I don't buy into that bullshit. 
we can have small government and have welfare too. You just target the government to take care of certain things like social security and the like. And that's all my liberal libertarianism is. And I don't care if you say, well, you're not a real libertarian. I don't give a shit what you say. I don't give a shit what party you're a member of. I'm talking about where you fall ideologically on the spectrum. Some of you who say that you're libertarians probably aren't really, really libertarians if you actually took the test to see where you fall on the spectrum. So your little judgments about my libertarianism doesn't uh, affect me one bit. It's just like I say to the liberals. I say, so me, show me the research that by making guns illegal for everyone, that that will bring crime down because I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Joe Biden doesn't believe it either. He doesn't believe you. Because the science isn't there. Not because Joe Biden's a dick or he's terrible, but because there's just no science there to support that notion. That like, And as I've said before, to conservatives. There is, however, evidence to support the notion that if you make uh, repeat offenders, if you make guns illegal for them and for, uh, you know, people who um, engage in uh, alcoholism, too much drinking, not a little bit, but a lot, like sloppy drunk, that can drive a person to rage and that can cause them to murder some someone very easily. There's plenty of evidence to support that. There's also evidence that... Um, Certain people under certain conditions with certain genetic predisposals can become more violent than others. Not necessarily all the time, but there's and there's less more evidence for that, that second one that I told the latter, than there is for the first, which is alcoholism. And alcoholism is not having a drink every day. Alcoholism is not having a drink with your friends. That's not what alcoholism is. Alcoholism is severe drinking they don't they refuse to even do anything else but drink okay that's all they do is drink and yes there is functional alcoholism meaning you can you know glide into work and get by um until you have your break and then you know even that falls through and so it's very it's a very small portion as as the conservatives say is a very small portion of of the nation who is irresponsible with guns and they need to be held accountable. You're absolutely right. And the NRA should fucking get over itself and admit that. Because the sooner that the NRA does that, and the sooner that you do actually deal with the real problem of guns, which is oftentimes alcoholism, you won't have to have this stupid conversation ever again because the murder rate will go right down. You put men who have are in crisis and you add alcohol to that, it's just like throwing gasoline on an open fire. Rage. Rage ensues. And it's not just men either. What happens to women too? It just happens to a lesser extent with women because sometimes we see these cases where women um, murder their husbands. We had a, a case of that recently. Okay? So it's not just men either. And a lot of times these women are al on alcohol. So it, does, it, it can have the same effect on women. It's just that women are less likely to be alcoholics. That's all. For whatever reason. I don't know why that is. You'd have to study that. But that's just a quick background on my government philosophy. So there, I'm the only news anchor who will ever sit here and do that. So don't tell, you know, when I when I tell you something and, and I preface it with my bias, you already know. So don't tell me I'm trying to control your mind, okay? That's stupid. I wouldn't tell you what I believed if I was trying to control your mind. I would sit here and act 
and pretend just like all the other news anchors that you watch or at least most of them that I know that I'm just completely unbiased and I never I never make any insinuations at all and all you know yeah no I don't do that here but we have to talk about the return of the satanic panic because it's what we've been going through this whole time people have just refused to recognize it the Christian fundamentalism in this nation is based on the satanic panic. They, they watch the same videos from the 1970s and 80s when the satanic panic was actually going on in full effect, when they were calling rock bands and rappers uh, satanic by playing their music backwards and looking for hand signals. And again, that goes to schizotypy and the looking for patterns where there are no patterns. That's a character trait of schizotypy. And I told you, these people have schizotypy you know the rambling speech and you know oh well travis scott he's holding the holding his hand in a certain way and that means he's signaling the ritual and he's going to get power from the ritual and you know satan gives you power when you become famous this is how these people talk you don't get it that when i use words like worship i say you worship a celebrity i'm uh being hyperbolic I'm not using it in the literal sense. They're using it in the literal sense. And you have to start understanding the difference if you want to ever be able to fight this stuff. And there is a clear difference between someone like me looking at Travis Scott's um, concert, looking at his history of, you know, leaving his manager behind who appeared to have been having a seizure, which is really alarming to me as someone who has epilepsy because you can die from seizures very easily. I don't know if you've ever seen one. But um, when you do, you'll know what I'm talking about. You can very easily bang your head or something if someone's not making sure you're all right. Or, you know, fall off of something or whatever. And then, you know, Travis Scott also has a history, apparently, of not taking warnings from security. And um, prior concert um, uh, incidents where he would post uh, pictures of uh, people who got hurt and be like, oh, you know, like kind of like joking, jokingly about it almost. Yeah, there's a little bit of sadism there. There's a little bit of carelessness. There's a little bit of openness to experience. And we should have those conversations. But once you take it into the realm of accusing this man to be Satan, that's where I have to stop you. That's where I have to draw the line. Because no, that's not true. He's not demonic. I understand that he has a personality that you don't care for. I understand that he's reckless. Um, a lot of young people are like that. Travis Scott isn't that old. I mean, I don't know exactly how old he is. Let's let's look. Because I don't know his age. Sometimes these people act like they're 10 and they're actually 56. So let's check it out. I just want He looks young. I can see from the picture of him. See, he's only he's 30 years old. I mean, he was born in 1991. We have to take this in mind. We have to take it in mind uh, that when people are younger, they're a lot more um, reckless. Okay? And that's that's just the name. That's just the name of the game, folks. So he had a reckless, destructive concert, just like a lot of these young performers do. And they're, you know, obviously they're out there on drugs or drinking or whatever, and they're having a blast. And then you see these little 
um, uh, kind of accidents that will start to occur because there are a lot of people there who are high. There are a lot of people there who are drunk. It's one of the reasons they listen to the music in the first place and to kind of have this celebration of being young and free and whatnot. And um, just like it, you know, mosh pits and stuff like that of the past, people can get hurt and sometimes die. And it's very tragic that nine people died. I'm not taking away from that. But what I'm telling you is that don't get out of hand here and start thinking that because people died that that means that Travis Scott did something wrong because that's not what it means. Or at least it's not what you think. It's not that, you you know, he's channeling Satan's satanic energy or like, you know, having sex with demons or whatever. And this is this is the type of stuff that these people talk about. <laughs> One, I remember um, when I was a religious Christian fundamentalist and I would watch these videos about concerts and you would see all the the carrying on and the, you know, sometimes very violent behavior, which is actually one of the reasons I at least never sit in the front. If I ever do go to a concert, I've only ever been to a few. Um, it's not really my thing, so I don't go. Um, but do I think that we should outlaw concerts? Because I don't like them? No. But that's what Christian fundamentalists thinks, think. You don't get it. That's why they took um, people like Marilyn Manson to court and all of this stuff. This is why they did this, okay? And I'm not talking about the present day. I'm talking about in the old days when they were first taken to court, when they actually arrested people. There were arrests made. These people went to jail, some of them for decades. They didn't do anything. If that doesn't blow your mind, there's something wrong with your mind. These people did not do anything, but they were sent to prison. They were jailed in this country in the 1980s. That's 40 years ago. That's not a long time. It can happen again. It can happen again. It will happen again. I'm willing to make that prediction because you people do not police Christian fundamentalism the way you should. You do not take it as the threat that it is. It gives you full right and the power of God to do as you please that is dangerous but you sit there and you make excuse after excuse after excuse for these people you don't punish them you allow them to walk around as if they're normal and oh that's just their belief that's fine for hippie Christianity folks not so good for religious fundamentalism and you're saying, oh, well, you're exaggerating. Check this out. This article's called The New Satanic Panic is Bigger Than You Think. This is by Miles Klee in melmagazine.com. In the U.S., the term satanic panic usually refers to a string of unproven allegations of ritualistic abuse throughout the 1980s. Much of it focused on the proprietors of daycare centers. However, some journalists at the time compared the paranoid climate and controversial court cases, which resulted in many wrongful convictions overturned years later, to an earlier American panic that followed much the same pattern, the Salem witch trials of the 17th century. Nothing changes. Always remember that. You say to yourself, I could never be a conspiracy theorist. If you're from if you're from America, you are already on your way to being a conspiracy theorist about something. That's just the truth. It's just the truth. Like it or don't, I don't really care.
It's in your blood. Today, the tradition of spreading urban myths and conspiracy theories about some blood-drinking cabal of devil worshippers is alive and well in QAnon, whose adherents believe in a global sex trafficking ring run by pedophiles and child murderers. This had led to declarations that the satanic panic, with its heightened rhetoric and false accusations, is back, or never really went away. But whether you see this as the return of the repressed or the ongoing evolution of consistent trend, that's, it's the latter, by the way, it appears to have a strong partisan valence in 2021. QAnon is an avowedly Christian and devoutly right-wing movement, which means those they perceive as demonic enemies include Democrats, Hollywood celebrities, Jews, Muslims, and anyone challenging their biblical worldview. On some matters, however, QAnon and related forces team up with allies you wouldn't expect, like the political leftists refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. That's right. There's been much talk of the anti-vax right. And look, they are very anti-vax. OK, but there are leftists as well, and they are working together. The anti-vax leftists. There is a picture on this um, particular site, and it's a it's a TikTok picture, and there's a ball of fire in the sky, and the TikTok says this was a satanic harvesting ritual that resulted in eight people dying. They were hypnotized. This person is being serious. By the way, nine people died. So as usual, the mystics are very mystically incorrect. Here's another. Uh, social media post about Astro World. Eight flames went up when the portal opened and people started going sporadic. Eight people lives, eight people's lives were lost that night. And of course they were wrong, so that's probably been removed from their post at this point. It ended up being nine. The tragic events at rapper Travis Scott's Astro World Festival in Houston on Friday night. Eight dead and hundreds injured in a terrifying crowd surge one of the reasons they keep saying eight in this article is there's a little boy who died just today it looks like like six hours ago or something like that um <laughs> really sad uh and you know that's the thing that i critique on scott in this is that you know just a refund i mean like just say something about the little boy who was injured okay that's that's what's ridiculous about it to me but just because i dislike the way he reacts i'm not going to call him a devil that's a coward's way out so nine dead continuing in the article and hundreds injured in a terrifying crowd surge are becoming a new point of overlap between QAnon types and people not yet initiated into the cult so you see this is how they get recruits they get you during times of distress and they create these little satanic panics to recruit for their cult and that's basically all it is. On Q forums like the Great Awakening, users were quick to identify satanic, in, quote unquote, satanic imagery and slogans that make up Scott's concert aesthetic, concluding that he had performed a ritual sacrifice. That's their terminology. One thread posited that Live Nation, the company that organized the event, are the true Satanists and put on shows with explicit intent to kill attendees. Live is an anagram of evil. That means spelled backwards. And nation is an anagram of anoint, wrote one commentator. I don't know what anointing has to do with fucking anything, but this is how these people think. 
This is standard stuff for Christian extremists and conspiracists, but it also made for viral content on TikTok, where influencers have latched onto mystical logic, hidden meanings, and alternative analysis as ways of growing an audience, whether they're describing astrological conditions or picking apart a criminal investigation. This is from Rude Astrology, the knowledge no one else has. Mars transiting Scorpio is already a heavy energy, but it is also opposite Uranus in Taurus, and that makes things 100 times more intense and dangerous like this astral world incident. Please stay safe out there. Don't make any sudden or rash decisions for the next couple of weeks. And that sound like your creepy uncle? Hey, come here. Come here. Let me read your, read your horoscope. Oh, boy. You're gonna die. Boo. <laughs> I'm creepy uncle. <laughs> this is what your kids see on social media. Here's some more tweets from the nail addict. From the nail addict. I'm sure she's a philosopher of some sort, a Christian nail addict. Uh, looks like hell. Y'all gotta stop worshiping these celebrities. 100%. This is giving demonic. He sacrificed those lives. He didn't stop the show or anything. He knew what was going on. That was Morgan Fuller, 75, another uh, mystic philosopher. Here's another mystic philosopher, Miss Juarex O. That bird in the fire would have been the first sign for me to go home. Doesn't it sound like Abigail Williams from the and Goody Proctor and all all the all the girls and Mary Warren? And having all these fantasies about deviling. Oh, boy, this is so fun. I love, I love. Oh, I'm going to point out the person I don't like and kill them. Ha <laughs> ha. These bitches are crazy. These people are crazy. Gleeful uh, Trench Baby. <laughs> Holy fuck. This is their tweet. His concert theme was See You on the Other Side. By the way, it's a ritual. Yet another tweet from Kenshu the Reminder. All of these ridiculous mystical names. This is not a coincidence. From my Patreon post, Demons or Spiritual Parasites. One, I posted. One, there's two parts. Oh my god. These spiritual leaders parasitize their followers while they are alive. And after death, their followers will be delivered into the jaws of whatever demon their spiritual leader was possessed by. Coincidence? While some of the young personalities pushing the satanic or otherwise supernatural angle are indeed outspoken Christians condemning what they regard as blasphemy, others seem to be drawn to the occult explanations as provocative, convincing, or valuable in themselves. Every generation has been susceptible to scary rumors and superstition with social media. We can see how far they spread through networks of open credulity. Perhaps more dangerous than the astral world in misinformation is that it may serve as a gateway to radicalization, just as QAnon sucked in worried moms with a save the child front. Watch a Christian TikTok user's video about Travis Scott being a Satanist, for example. And you could soon be learning whether Lil Dicky is the Antichrist or what you're really hearing when you listen to hip-hop lyrics. Do you understand the trend here? These are, of course, the same tropes that characterized the 1980s moral panic over heavy metal rock and rap, by the way, which critics tried to censor by tying to the supposed eruption of satanic violence across the country. 
that rap music now serves as the target, as it did back then, feels not only like a measure of its popularity and transgressive material, remember when Lil Nas X gave the Prince of Darkness a lap dance, but an indication of how these fears live in the mainstream as well as the fringe. Remember when I told you to stop using that word fringe? It's a stupid word. You're not right. It's not the fringe. It's American culture. The American culture is conspiratorial. The American culture is worse, is obsessed with mysticism, is obsessed with Christian mysticism. It is a philosophical war in the minds of people that is being waged constantly like a furious storm and you refuse to calm it. And it will consume you and destroy you like lightning destroys an olive branch. Thank you for joining me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, fiesta, siesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, party time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks. Mm -hmm.